the way I have. Nobody, not this man right here, your best friend. When you see something that is not right, not fair, not just, you have to do something. Welcome to PBN. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Blue Sky and Twitter.com at Braden Gall. Please follow the show at Pod Bless Nash on X. I'm Jamie Holland. There, there you have it. Okay, so today on the show, we do have a big announcement today on the show, so we appreciate you joining us. Hope everybody had a great Christmas holiday, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, the Festivus for the rest of us, the airing of grievances and the feats of strength. I hope whatever it is you celebrate, you had a wonderful one, and I hope your New Year's was outstanding and, and fabulous as well. So that's right. Give us, a, give us a follow there on Twitter and Instagram, at PodBlessNash, at PodBlessNashville as well. Uh, today on the show, we are going to focus on New Year's, our version of New Year's resolutions, and why we don't call them that. We call them New Year's intentions on the show. I've been doing this now for a couple of years. I find it to be quite effective, Jamie. So we're going to give some folks uh, a variety of our personal intentions for 2024. Maybe in, in my area of work, some media intentions for 2024, and then some community intentions and some intentions for the show for 2024 as well. So we've got a lot of stuff to do today on the pod hope everybody was good how was the holiday for you and the folks over there well did you hit an intention just then unintentionally maybe it's possible if you're gonna do shit be effective <laughs> that's exactly correct uh, number one number off, one. off the off the top if you're gonna do stuff be effective that is correct so we'll get to our announcement in just a second but why do I call them intentions and why have I sort of shifted away and just think New Year's resolutions is kind of a dumb way to look at how to affect your life in, in a new year and why, of course, we do it around the start of a new calendar year is also quite silly to me. But I think what happens is, and psychologists will tell you this, Jay, is that when you set yourself up mentally for a 100%, 0% pass-fail situation, that you are setting yourself up for failure no matter what, which means, and again, outside of let's call it like really serious abuse of alcohol or drugs where you literally cannot fall off the wagon, right? Like I'm not talking about that kind of situation. I'm talking about, Hey, I'd like to lose a few pounds. Hey, I'd like to be, you know, read more books or whatever. Gym memberships are up this time of year, right? Yes. Uh, non-alcoholic beverage sales are way up this time of year at liquor stores and restaurants. But the point is, is that if you set yourself up for a, like only a pass fail situation where if you don't hit your mark, you don't, live up to or realize your resolution, you are mentally far more likely to give up on it. If you just fail the one time and you're like, no, I've got to be a vegan now. I'm not going to have any meat products of any kind, no dairy, 0%, not one time. And it's going to be much harder to do anything all the way every time. So what I do in my personal life, and I found it to be successful is I call them new year's intentions, which means if you if you say you're going to go to the gym every single day of the week, I, if I go four out of five, I've gotten a long way towards my goal of being a healthier person. So I, and mentally, I've already set myself up with a little bit of leeway to miss that one day if I want to have a cheat day. If I want to be a vegan and eat a filet mignon one time, I can do that because I, I'm, I'm baking in the cheat days into my New Year's intentions. Does that make sense? Yes. And do you need to write them down? I don't know. We've wrote Maybe. them down. We we have written ours down. <laughs> uh, I've it's like having a goal. You write it down. That's true. That's true. It's good to see it on paper, and then you remember it again. And 
so with that in mind, one of the main intentions of the show, and, and this is our announcement as well, one of the main intentions of the show, and you and I have talked a lot about this, we've mentioned it on the show in the past, for 2024, we, we want to, in a, in a highly digital world that we all live in, we want to be more analog. We want to be more interactive with the audience and with our community and with leaders in the community. And with that in mind, we'd like to welcome our brand new sponsor and partner on the show, 8th and Roast, a coffee shop that began over there on 8th Avenue. They've got, of course, another location on Charlotte Avenue. They've got a location in the airport. They've got a great backstory on how they source their beans and how they pay more for the sourcing of their beans. And with that in mind, we want to collect and, and kind of create some opportunities for an analog activation of the audience in the community. So that means 8th and Roast is going to host some events for us throughout the course of 2024. That could include everything from an election watch party to some public speakers that may come and come by and be involved in, in this uh, interaction. We want you, the audience, to be involved in this and, and your community. It could be, I, I don't know, we, we might start a PBN book club, Jamie. I know you're a big reader. I'm a big reader. We might do all this stuff, but we're proud to have 8th and Roast as a, as a part of this. And their spaces around the city are going to be used to sort of activate our community. We, we will create some digital avenues for people to be more involved, but we'd love to be more face-to-face -face in 2024 across the board. And that's kind of going to be a theme, I think, throughout the course of this entire show. I want us to live up to our name more. I just had coffee there at their 8th Avenue location yesterday after dropping my kids off at a sports ball practice-related activity. But my go-to spot is the one on Charlotte because of its space, but also I love that they call it the BECC, bacon, egg, and cheese croissant, and I get the pepper jelly, and it is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to have some opportunities. Stay tuned for what those opportunities are going to be. Um, we and, and we're willing to, to take feedback from you guys on what types of things you want to do. But again, whether it's speaking engagements, whether it's a book club, whether it's a watch party, whether it's just good old fashioned like Greenwich Village, 1960s style, get together and, and discuss what's going on in our community. Maybe there's a big vote coming up for the council and we want to get people involved in that. Um, there's community meetings all over the city about things that are taking place in, in your district. So uh, we just thought, you know what? We've got this great partnership with 8th and Roast. Let's use it and maximize it and take advantage of it to create more analog activation and analog interaction uh, with the audience and with you, the community. And let's, you know, talking face-to-face, -face, Jamie, very underrated. Very underrated. Very in underrated. The, I'd prefer in the mornings, Braden, just as we're sitting here thinking about it before the workday starts, because those evening meetings, I'm spending my time driving my kids around stuck in traffic, or as a vice mayor likes to say, I am traffic. I, I am neck deep in it. So it's real hard for me to get around town between four and six o'clock. Maybe if we had some toll roads, that would help you. Choice lanes. I, I would be willing to trade choice lanes for, uh, uh, an Amtrak from Atlanta to Memphis. I'll give. I'll, I'll make that swap. I'll make that swap in two seconds. Uh, okay, Mister November Transit Referendum. How how you doing on that? I have a New Year's intention that is dedicated. Okay, fine. Let's do that one. I wasn't going to do this one. I was going to save my personal ones for later in the show. But I'll get this one out of the way right now because I think I I am Mister November Traffic Referendum, which 
I'm a little concerned about. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get some shit moving, folks. Uh, but li- literally and, and figuratively. But one for me personally is, and I've done this, I've taken the bus a few times. I, as I've said, I think it's a, a brilliant ride from the downtown depot to East Nashville, five points. You can, for $2, you can get uh, all the way over here. And then I, from there, I can go do whatever I need in, in my neighborhood. Uh, not everybody has needs that particular route, but take the bus more is absolutely one that I'm going to do and I'm going to use and intend to do more of in 2024. Uh, just use the bus system a little bit more often, get that ridership up. Let's show people that it works. Let's show people that it's effective and uh, let's, let's ride the bus more. So I, one of mine is take the bus more. Absolutely. And I think there's a few folks in elected situations that might could take that advice as well. So, but do me a favor. Don't take a selfie and post it on X <laughs> while doing it. Just do it. Okay. You have followed me. I don't know how many years through all the sports ball that I used to do. Have I ever posted a selfie on Twitter <laughs> in, in the years that we've known each other? I don't see you too much in my X feed. Not anymore. Also part of my New Year's intention. <laughs> Uh, okay, so number one on my list, we'll just kind of go back and forth here and discuss a few things that we're going to try to do more of in 2024. That's the sh- that's one of the big show goals, courtesy of Eighth and Roast. We want to get more. We want to get together a lot more often. Talk to talk to people in the community and talk to uh, the electorate in Nashville. Learn more about each other. So one one for me, and this was sort of inspired by a comedian in New York who's doing a one man show. His name's Alex Edelman. And a big part of his sort of like content philosophy is to go out and seek those he disagrees with, understand them. And he turned it into a very successful Broadway show by going, he's a, he's a Jewish comedian and he goes and sits in a Nazi meeting for like hours and halfway through after learning more about these individuals and they learn about him and they sort of understand each other. He decides that it, it like it's time to reveal that he's in fact Jewish at a Nazi rally or a Nazi meeting, expecting these folks to sort of have a, a softer approach to him because they've had all these agreements throughout the course of these these couple hours. Well, it turns out they're not. Uh, shocker, spoiler alert. But he turns it into this one man comedic show. Ultimately, the point is for me personally, and in my my New Year's intention is I want to seek out and listen to people I disagree with so that I can fully articulate their perspective before I even have a conversation with them, before I think through what I may change my opinion on. I just, I think it's important for us to, and for me, because I, I, I have my own friends that I agree with. I have my own community that I agree with. You know, my wife and I are married because we agree on these types of things. I need to seek out and find people I disagree with and, and try to understand and listen to them better and not try to just for right away convince them of how I feel about stuff. So I think that's a big one for me in 24 is to just say, look, I need to understand why you see this issue this way and at least be able to articulate that before I can, you know, say how I feel or try to convince them of anything. My way of saying that would be a deeper understanding of the grievances of others. And for me also, especially my wife's. <laughs> Because parenting is hard. Parenting is hard. But, I, but but you're right, though. Like, a big part of politics, and and maybe more on the national level, but just a big part of politics is not fully understanding who you're talking to and how you're talking to them. I mean, a big, a big part of why the traffic referendum failed in 2018 was maybe not understanding constituents' needs through that process. And so, 
finding people that see things differently, it only is going to make you smarter. It's only going to make you more informed. It's only only going to make you understand what people are going through better. Fair. What's next? You know? Actually, let's go into the, the the grievances of your wife maybe more. <laughs> uh, be a better husband is the broad category okay, there. Okay. I think we can all be that. Be better partners and spouses and you know significant others. Social media and X, especially, that's a, a, an airing of grievance <laughs> platform. I've got one for you. I've got a New Year's resolution for you. An, well, in, an intention, excuse me. Thanks, Braden. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for looking out for me. I appreciate it. <laughs> it's uh, like, hey, just because, you know, you saw something, self-included here, that you disagree with, you know, you don't have to tell anybody. Just hold it to yourself. Keep it personal. All right. Well, that reads, Move on from it. That that leads into one of mine, actually. And I, I've been doing this in, the, in my background as a sports lowercase j journalist is that you need to form your own opinion first about something that is happening, whether it's a news story. And in my case, it was always sort of a, a situation in a, in a football game or, you know, a contract dispute or a trade or something involving a, a team that I was covering. I, I, I learned after being on Twitter for far too long that I needed to form my own, take time to think through a, an issue or a story or an incident form my own opinion about it first before I immediately post, immediately read everyone else's immediate posts. And, and it's okay to think through something and maybe see, seek out traditional news outlets to learn as much as you can about a subject or an issue. But it's okay to form your own opinion about something first. Uh, take some time with that subject. We talked a little bit about that following October 7th and the attack on, on Israel. We said, look, we... It took us a week before we had our show, and I needed that week to think through how I felt about it before I even wanted to have an opinion. So take some time with something, form your own opinion first before you start intaking. Like before you before you start taking incoming opinions from all over social media, it's okay for you to just like, I'm going to take a few minutes, think through how I feel about this, the different angles of it all. And, and that's a big one for me in 24 is form my own opinion first, find out how I feel, do the research, and then begin the outward intake of opinions and, and, and soliciting things from other people. And so I think it's okay to, you don't have to have a take immediately and just spew it out onto the internet. You can formulate that first and, and, and make it your own before you start intake. Is, is that going to decrease your influencer status? I don't know if I've got that. Well, we all, e- Elon is decreasing my influencer status. <laughs> The sewer is definitely getting more sewer. Oh God, it's bad. Yeah, I mean, my that's just be offline more. Be offline more would be a general category there for what you just described. I think that's good. I think that's right. I have I have a bunch of them that fit into that category, which is like take more walks. <laughs> I need to I need to take more walks outside. I walk the dog, but I need to do it more often. Like in the middle of the day, just take a breather. And go take a walk outside, I think, and without your phone, you know, like just put the phone down, and and take more walks. I think, my and this one. So, <laughs> here is my New Year's intention for you. Shoot, <laughs> which is that, and this is your stay. That's off. a bad one, right? I it's, shouldn't have said. Yeah, shoot. no, it's I fine. Should have said go. Just tweet away, buddy. Um, no, I think, and I think it, but it, but it parallels with your stay offline. 
which is Twitter's not real life. Social media is not real life. And I think sometimes you and I both, and I'm, I'm guilty of this as well, which is that you can see something unfolding on social media, Instagram, Twitter, whatever it may be, TikTok even, and, and, and it feels real. It fe- because so there's so much engagement because the algorithm is pushing everything that is involved in that to the top of everyone's feeds that it feels like it's a reflection of what's actually happening in reality. And I think that that's something that we both could do better, which is it's, it's not real life and it's not an accurate portrayal of what's really taking place in real life, if that makes sense. The meter or barometer for me is whether or not something online in my world has really caught hold of someone is whether or not my wife comes and says something to me about it. And the last time that really happened was the cherry trees. Ah, okay. And so that's when I knew it's like, Oh, that's a big deal. My wife has, it's made it into her algorithm. That's when I know. And most oftentimes, uh, cause that was the last time there's not really big shit going on on x there's <laughs> no, not i that's how i valued that's how i knew when a sports topic was so big that i couldn't ignore it is that if my wife started and my wife's a sports fan but like it doesn't make it into her 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 social feeds are not committed to those things they're her personal feeds so if a sports topic makes it into her feed that's when i was that's when i knew i needed to cover it in a different way like oh this is crossed over this is no longer a a sort of niche sports or whatever the sport might be topic, this has crossed over into a very different category. And well, interestingly enough, cherry tree involves sport. It, ex- exactly. And that's probably why it was uh, interesting there. So, and but I wonder if anybody followed up to see if those trees were actually replanted somewhere else. Does well, anybody care? I think just remembering all of us, my co-host included, that what's being talked about online is not always an accurate reflection of what's taking place in the real world. What well, does if it feeds my bias? It must be real. <laughs> <laughs> if it feeds into cuz that's my most common conversation with my kids about their miniature computer in their pocket. It's not really in their pocket. It's in their hand. It's attached to their face. And, and we talk about it all the time. And my reference is crack. It's worse than crack. Well, and so their retort is, well, you may be on this, you may take crack. I'm not sure. like, yeah. <laughs> My opinions are changing. So it's funny. I think through very large scale, like world stories. And again, I'll go back to the Israeli Hamas conflict here. If you see something automatically on social media that confirms what you already believe, I would immediately be skeptical, immediately be skeptical, which is against, which is counterintuitive, but it, it's, the amount of misinformation about issues that take place a world away, misinformation travels real fast. And I think if there's something on there that you automatically are like, oh, that's exactly how I feel. Thank you. I think there's probably a good chance you should be skeptical of that, uh, just in general, as, a, as, a, well, as, an, as an approach. New intention here, Braden. I want to learn more about authentic versus fake news with the advent of AI all those things. My oldest said one time, hey, do you see that picture of Mike McDaniel in the stands? It's a Dolphins game. That's the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. And I was like, that's not him. Sit down. Let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, 15-year-old saw it on Instagram. Must be true. Must be true. 
Yeah, must be true. Maybe not. Forty-nine-year-old sees it on TikTok. Must be true. That's right. <laughs> must be true. Uh, which uh, so of course your your uh, confirmation bias echo chamber take means you're not coming with me on my intention to seek out those I disagree with. <laughs> you're not coming with me on that journey this year. A deeper understanding of others' grievances. Okay. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. All right. Here's one for everybody. For me and and you can kind of help formulate this plan for everybody. But I think this one might be the more, some of those are media related and diet, uh, you know, content consumption, diet related, which of course has been my background for my entire career. But this one is, I I think we could all plan and again, intend, not, not force yourself every week, but intend to every single week have a touch point with someone that is representing you at some level of government. So we've got emails to the council members. You've got phone numbers to the U.S. Congress, House, and Senate. You've got local state representation at the in this, the state, Senate and the House. You've got mayors. You've got all different types of people that are available. And I think, it, how much time would it take everybody if on Fridays at 9 a.m. or something, you had a schedule on your calendar that said, once a week, I'm going to create a touch point with an elected official? That, that would not take too much time for people to do, right? And if we had, you know, just 5,000 people doing that every single week or intending to do that every single week, you know, one of the lessons is that you've always taught me about council members is <laughs> you can vote you can vote against things people want, but you can't ignore what the constituents want. So just make yourself heard just consistently. You don't have to be annoying about it. You don't have to be rude about it. Just set a reminder every week to make a touch point with your elected official and you can change it each week. It could be different. One week it could be the mayor. Next week it could be a council member. Next week it could be a legislative official. Next week it could be U S house. Next week it could be the Senate. You could change it, but just every week, give yourself a five minute window and have a touch point, have a conver- have a quick note to a, an elected official. There are five currently five at large council members, a countywide elected vice mayor, and your district council member. So you could, in the order of operation here, your district council member, you can get a meeting with them pretty quick, ask them for coffee, lunch, after hours, drink, and I'm pretty sure it's going to happen within two weeks. Then you can move up from there. you got five at large. that They want to do it. They want to interact with you. Then you can go to the vice mayor. I'm pretty sure she'd be willing to have a coffee with you, have lunch with you. Eh, it's a little harder to get a meeting with the mayor. <laughs> I'm experiencing that myself right now, but that's another topic. <laughs> so that, that's my intention, be to try to go meet with the mayor more. <laughs> Very few group of people in the city they're like, ah, oh, I wish I could meet with the mayor more. Here his it's point. A humble brag is that what that is? No, here here his point of view more instead of through the lens of the press operation in his office. But that leads me to one, Braden. Okay. I'm going to, my intention is to love Metro legal more. (laughs) And as a part of that, I'm going to look for proof (laughs) data somewhere, not words, Braden, data, proof, evidence that Metro legal doesn't run the city. I'm, I'm looking. I, okay. That's so my intention. Your New Year's intention was to love Metro Legal more. And in the very next sentence, you were like, 
Because I don't believe anything Metro Legal says or does. <laughs> those, <laughs> those things are not mutually exclusive. Okay. All right. They are very much related. In order to love Metro Legal more, I need proof that they don't run it. I'm not sure you fully grasp the concept of a New Year's attention here, but sure. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, well, I do appreciate I mean, that. <laughs> like, hey, I know a certain law firm in town loves them dearly. $700,000 worth. So I'm going to try to be like them and loving them more. How are you going to go about getting this data? I'm going to start calling others that I haven't engaged with before, hear, maybe, their, hear their grievances. Perhaps people you disagree and, with. And maybe find something that would indicate okay. that they don't run it and therefore worthy of more love from me. I think that is hitting the letter of the law here on the show. Not sure it's hitting the spirit of the law. <laughs> but I got you, buddy. I got you. It's love, my intention. Love Metro Legal more. Okay. Love. If your only- hat that I'm looking at <laughs> says spread love. Like mustard, but you don't spread mustard. You just squirt it. And then you spread But anyway, love, Metro Legal. All more. Right. Okay. Is this knock the other's intention Sorry. show? No, I've been degrading your intentions. No, I think right? it's great. I think okay. it's I think it's okay. hilarious. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh call contact touch point every single week just put it on your calendar like friday at like whatever nine o'clock lunchtime 11 o'clock whatever just put it on your calendar i'm gonna create a touch point with my elected officials every single week and look the whole point of the difference between an intention and a resolution is that if you miss a week it's okay it's all right don't give up on the whole endeavor Every, you know moderate moderate improvement improvement is what we're after here just steps we're all taking steps of progress forward in our lives and then you could ask them why did you vote yes or why did you vote no? Or why were you a chicken chip? I said, you don't have to do it in a rude way. <laughs> you can do it in a respectful manner to those you disagree with. It's okay. Uh, also, I would put in... Foul turd. How's that? <laughs> I would put in acts of charity as well into that same bucket of like just once a week, you know, be engaged in your political process. But also, you know, we can probably... Get engaged in a charity, and I know this one is you, you're big on sort of like no one thing, so we can get to that in a second. But and become an expert on one thing. I think with a charity, the advice generally that I've been given in my life, and I've worked with our kids, which is here a charity here in Nashville, I've been on the board a long time, and you know you you feel called to get involved in a lot of different charities. I think pick one that you really 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 love that you're really passionate about, and and throw yourself your full self into that one charity. And, and sort of help that one as much as possible instead of trying to spread yourself like the mustard uh, too thin across all different charities. And and I think that's, um, you know, tiny little acts of, of charity each week are not that difficult to, to do. And I think you can, add, you can add that one to sort of the uh, once a week touch point with your elected officials. I think the same thing with charity. Find a way to have a touch point with a charity in town and get to work. Like I'm a land use and zoning attorney, right? I don't know how many people know that. I can't believe I called myself an attorney. I prefer lawyer. Former council member and attorney. Lawyer. Land use and zoning. Disposed. But, like, what do I want to be an expert on is housing. And so, in your talk about digital, if you're reading 
stories about housing, you're liking stories about housing, it starts getting populated into your feed more and more and more. Use the algo to your benefit. That's right. Yeah. Use it to your benefit. Because now more and more, I'm seeing in my sewer algorithm things about housing and how we have to solve the crisis that we're in more and more and more. Know a topic, become an expert on it, on that other stuff that comes around that you might know a little bit about, let it go. And, and let to, it go. to that end, I would also, and this, I don't know, if, I guess maybe this ties into it, but one for me is to show more grace to those two people, the, the people that I disagree with, but also the topics that I don't always fully understand. I think this one goes both directions. You can show more grace to folks in it, it, that, that maybe don't fully understand a topic, maybe don't fully understand a trend or how we're moving forward as a society, or maybe don't fully grasp X, Y, or Z. I think the, the, the pronoun one is a really easy one to, to talk to your grandmother about. Like you don't have to shout down your grandmother who might mess up a, a pronoun because she doesn't fully understand or he doesn't fully understand you know, why it is someone wants to be called they or he or him or whatever. And I think showing some grace to folks who don't fully understand things but have the best intentions, sort of they're I, – I don't have much patience for intellectual dishonesty that's on purpose. But if someone's making an honest mistake or an honest error on some issue that we are kind of all trying to move forward in, in this country, it's, it's, you don't have to make them feel stupid about it. You don't have to make them feel bad about it. You can, give a, you can show a little grace uh, to folks who don't understand maybe all the things that you do understand about a particular issue, whether it's transit, whether it's housing, whether it's sexuality, whether it's God's plant, whether it's, you know, if, if, my, if my, grandma, my grandmother says, I don't think we should legalize marijuana because of X, Y, and Z, I don't have to make her feel shitty about it. I can give her a little grace, give her a little understanding that she's been brainwashed by decades of propaganda. <laughs> Not, not, I'm not going to say that to her, <laughs> but I'm just going to, you know, hey, I talked to my doctor and my doctor said X, Y, and Z, or, you know, just a little grace, a little grace. It goes along with understanding other people's grievances. It goes along with people you disagree with. It goes along with knowing a subject deeply. Just show a little grace to folks that don't always understand everything that you may understand about a particular issue. Well, that leads me to my next one. Seek hard shit. That's a good one. Do hard shit. Like housing, zoning reform, it's going to be hard shit. There, there's even with people that are inclined to support it, you know, it's going to be hard to persuade them into action. And just because the NIMBYs are the NIMBYs, like, you know, you can't go attacking them. They're, they're trying to protect their way of the world. And while I disagree with them wholeheartedly, and I may say some smart-ass comment on X about them. <laughs> like the queen of NIMBY I've already done on this show. I, I'm going to try to refrain from doing that. See, even, like, even in your intention of not doing it, you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be hard. So seek out doing yeah, hard shit. Yeah, if it's yeah. not hard, it probably ain't worth doing. But the hard is where the effectiveness comes in, change, reform, Big shit happens from doing hard shit. Don't, don't be afraid of it. Well, and I think one of the things I, I teach my kids that my father taught me is like, if you're not, if you're, you know, what is it that if you're going to do something, do it right. Right. And doing something right is hard. It, it is the, 
it's the harder path. It's the more difficult path. It's the more time consuming path. It is doing something right is harder than, you know, trying to get something done the quick and easy way. So, uh, in, in light of that, your, to, to your point of seeking hard shit, I am going to say yes more to my family. <laughs> I say that as like, I just need to just say yes more in general. You're outnumbered at home. Uh, well, I mean, I'm one of four and I, I sort of, I, I end up being the, not like the rule creator, but like I tend to follow a little bit more structure. I believe that kids do need structure. I think it is important that they have expectations when they come home. They sort of know the routine. It's good for their development. It's good for all the, there's all kinds of studies about, about this stuff. And I need to just be a, a more, just more yes, more yes. And th that one's exclusively for my wife and for my two children, but I just need to say yes more. It's not in my DNA. My DNA is to ask questions and to be like, well, how can we do this better? And like my DNA is to try to fix stuff. And sometimes I don't need to fix stuff. <laughs> it just needs to be, just say yes, just say yes more. Uh, and so uh, that's, that is doing some hard shit for me. <laughs> so, so that's one for me. I'm going to try to say yes more. How about that? Well, I'm going to try and spark more youth engagement. Mm. I posted on X at the Titans game, football means family for me. Because when the Titans are on, my family will gather. Maybe not for long. <laughs> Maybe with a second screen. <laughs> Maybe not the whole game. But when we're there. Oh, fourth quarters are pretty entertaining for the Titans these days. <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed this. The last few, several games have all gone. Yes. Like, Vrabel's getting our money's worth out of these guys. Yeah, he's doing something. So, I, I'm going to try to do that with kickball. Ah. Uh, I'm so you're going to combine learning more about soccer and youth kickball engagement. Okay. I'm not going to call it soccer. So you're already failing at engaging the youth by calling it kickball. <laughs> I've been to a lot of middle school soccer games. Oh, right? that's literally the first time I think I've ever heard you use and that word. That By going to that is where I came up with the term kickball. Okay. Uh, been to a lot of that. But... Maybe kickball means family to others. Uh, the world. <laughs> yes, the rest of the world. So I'm going to try not be an old man about that. I, I think interesting. I think we youth is an incredibly important part of the electorate. And I do. I, this is not a New Year's intention. This will just be a lecture for everyone over the age of like 50 now. You, you just talk to them like they're any other voting cross section of the population. They're, they're not some mythical creature that you can't understand. Like, you know, you talk to a seven-year-old about seven-year-old issues. You talk to a 50-year-old about 50-year-old issues. You talk to a 30-year-old about 30-year-old issues. Just talk to them like they are fully formed, competent human beings who can have their own opinions about issues. And it, it'll be, you'll be amazed at what you get back. You cannot sit in a boardroom with a collection of 50-year-old marketing directors and come up with a plan to go viral with the kids. It's not going to work. Just just talk to them like regular people and find out what issues they care about and engage them where they are. And I mean in real life, not on TikTok. Oh, Ooh. In real life. In real life. Yep. Can I find them at a kickball game? Well, you probably could find them on public transportation if we built that because none of them want to own cars, which is great. Get, now, get I, the cars I know, the like, my kids. And definitely kickball games. You're absolutely right. 
at at three o'clock at Music City Central, swarming with kids that are riding the bus, and they love the independence that it gives them. Maybe we should think about that as a city, because those people are going to grow up and be pretty important members of our community soon. So maybe we should build more ways for them to get around town independently of a vehicle. Maybe at three o'clock, smart campaign folk mm. could be down there talking to them. There you go. That that falls in line with a few of mine, which is take the bus more uh, and take more walks. Uh, I got one. I got one on here that's as we're. I got one. This is finish books. I have a really bad habit of starting a bunch of books and then like throughout the course of the year i'll have like eight books that i'm reading all at the same time and it's like what am i in the mood for tonight i'll go back to things most of it's because i don't have much time with two young kids and uh, with work and family and and everything but i need to finish more books in 2024 and i'm gonna start like being committed to the one i'm reading and then like finish it and then start before i start another one i've got a bad habit of just like oh i'm like two-thirds of the way into this one i'm gonna start that other one because that's interesting too and i need to kind of just focus in on the one I'm working on, finish it. So people, a lot of people say, read more books, or a lot of people say, start more books. I need to finish them. That's what I need to do. Well, if it sucks, drop it. Uh, it's not, there's ones that aren't very good that I can read real fast. And it's because my brain doesn't work very, doesn't have to work hard on those kind of books. And I like, I like, I'm a narrative nonfiction guy, which isn't exactly the easiest read sometimes, but I, I need to finish it. I need to finish it. It's not bad. I don't read. I don't read bad writing, Jamie. Come on, come on. Try to get the Chamber of Commerce's after-action report on why the transit referendum failed in 2018. Try to get your hands on that. <laughs> read that. Come back. Talk to us. <laughs> Just finish it. I've started finish. it. I've started it. <laughs> I need to finish it. Uh, all right. What else you got? That's it for me. Yeah, oh, okay. Here's my last one, and I'm going to throw this one out here. Um, I'm going to listen to more Taylor Swift. Now, this one is complicated for me personally. She's a business. And some of it is because... She's big business. Yes. And, I mean, the biggest business of, of entertainment purposes. She, she is... I don't love her music personally, but I recognize her talents and skills as a musician. My two daughters have seen the... Vid, they've seen the concert now in the movie theater with my, with my wife and, like, all of her, their friends. And so my daughter at seven went as Taylor Swift for Halloween... So while, while taking I, on Elsa's crown, oh, Elsa's long gone, um, which is wonderful and not a problem at my house. Uh, <laughs> that was pandemic stuff. Pandemic Elsa dominated the pandemic and thank God we, we just don't talk about that time in our lives anymore. But I, I, I've been pretty good at indoctrinating them into the sort of the, the Nashville music culture. Like they, they listen to Brandy Carlisle and Jason Isbell and Margot Price and Tyler Childers. And like, I've got them pretty well indoctrinated, but the Taylor Swift thing just took off in the last like six months for them. And I, while I have listened to her music and tried to find the ones that I like, I don't love the music, but I have so much appreciation and respect for what she is, what she does, who she has become her journey and what I think she's going to do in the future for our country, which sounds ridiculous and grandiose but I think she is going to take social media that has been used against us to keep us angry and yelling at each other for not focused on the real issues for so many years. I think she's one of the few individuals that can take social media and flip that entire power dynamic and use it 
for good. And when you can get 45,000 people to register to vote with one Instagram post, you have captured the weapon of Silicon Valley and used it against them. And so I think, I think what she is going to be over the next, I don't know, what do you think? Like five, 10 years and what she could become in this country is something extraordinary. And I, so I'm going to put in the time and I'm going to put in the effort and listen to more T swizzle, even though I don't swizzle, even mm. though I don't love the music. It's not my favorite. I don't mind it. It's not my favorite, but I am going to listen to more of it because I recognize and understand how important she is as a as an individual to our like. If you're bridging the gap on generations and you're bringing gen, you're bringing grandmas and seven year olds together and moms in between, you're bringing political parties together. You're bringing like she's crossing a lot of lines right now. If somebody got you a so, T-shirt that said "I'm a Swifty," what size are you? Well, Would you wear it? Uh, I don't like the Swifty line per se, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, but I would wear I'd wear something that's that, that is Taylor Swift related for sure. Absolutely, yeah. I got no problem. I got Dolly T shirts. No, I think she's I got, incredibly awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. So, do you listen to her music? Is she regular rotation on the uh, on the phone over there? No, but you might be surprised to learn what is in the regular rotation on my phone. I, I would be. I think so. Do, do tell. Oh. Uh, the Bee Gees? Mozart. Oh, Mozart. Okay. Beethoven. All right. That's about it, except for one other genre, and that's not because I enjoy it. It's because I want to know what my kids are listening to. Uh, hip-hop and Rap. classical? <laughs> yeah. Hip-hop and classical for you. I'm a lot of indie outlaw country Americana. That's where I fall. Mixed, but she, mixed in with she's, some... a, she's a force, uh, a yeah. phenomenon, yeah. fantastic, and you know I'm having conversations with my teenage boys about her they they thought until they were corrected they thought travis kelsey made taylor swift famous it's hilarious to me yeah i but, told him that no one knew who travis kelsey was no uh until taylor swift showed up pk suban did not make lindsey vaughn famous lindsey vaughn made pk suban famous and i saw it happen in real time I can be like, PK Seaman was like, oh, this is different. <laughs> She's a gold medal worldwide athlete. Uh, Taylor Swift's on another planet. Taylor Swift's on another planet. Uh, last one here, and I'm going to do this one just because I forgot to add to it, but that is uh, go to more therapy and talk to people about it. Uh, we've talked a lot about mental health. Uh, a lot of young people, there's still some stigmas around going to therapy. I don't understand it. I think, it should, I think you should wear it like a badge of honor, a sign of evolution, a sign of maturity, a sign of progress and growth. Go to therapy. If you, if you have it available to you in some way, shape, or form, go to therapy. There's some online versions of it. Uh, my wife and I have dealt with a lot of stuff in our relationship because of deaths in the family. She lost both of her parents at 63 years old within an eight-month period of time, and therapy was a huge part of how we got through that. So going to therapy, but also then talking about the fact that you're going to therapy is important because if, if, it, if it creates a permission structure for other people to feel comfortable doing it and talking about it. I think that's important. And so I'll just add that one at the end here. Listen to more Taylor Swift and go to therapy. <laughs> are, well, hopefully our analog gatherings at eighth and roast can be therapeutic for some cathartic and therapeutic, both good things. Not so, that we're qualified to be therapists. No, for sure. No, but here we go. Show grace, call Congress, listen to Taylor Swift, take more walks, Spend time thinking. Say yes more. Oh, I got one more. I got one other one on here. Leave the country more. <laughs> That's another one on here. 
We're going to need more sponsors, Brad. My wife and I are leaving the country. We're going to Europe for the first time on a trip in 2024. And I'm like, we, I'm already ready to do another one. <laughs> I haven't even gone yet. <laughs> and I'm like, can I go someplace that has mass transit and I don't need a car ever again, please? That's where we're going uh, coming up in the summertime. Take the bus. Uh, in real life meetings, go to therapy, seek out and uh, those people that disagree with you and listen to them to understand them better, understand their grievances, seek hard shit, uh, become an expert on a topic. Please just like soccer a little bit more, uh, engage the youth. And of course, uh, form your own opinions first, reach out to your elected officials. I think that covers it. I think it's a lot of stuff. Give more five-star ratings, right? <laughs> Give more five-star ratings. That's the charity part. That's the charity part. Uh, share the show. Please tell everybody about it. Uh, he is uh, Jamie Holland. I am Braden Gall. Yeah, absolutely. Go check out Eighth and Roast, uh, multiple locations across the city. We're going to be having some in-person, in-real-life IRL get-togethers coming up soon, so stay tuned for that. And uh, otherwise, have a great new year. I hope everybody's had a great new year. Uh, our regularly scheduled programming will be back up and running next week. And as we get back into the, the wonderful art of legislative sessions... <laughs> Can't, hey, can't January nine, the yeah, General Assembly right. reconvenes. Gavel in. We got a good, we got a good episode planned for you guys next week. So happy New Year to everybody. For Jamie, I am Braden. Thank you guys all for listening. Five stars only, or else you are a hater. Don't be a hater. <laughs>